Blog Talk Radio. Thank you very much for tuning in to Lock and Talk podcast on a, I mean on Lock and Talk on the Bachelor News Radio Network where you hear about NFL stars of tomorrow today. I am your host Barry Barnes, founder and CEO of Locker-Report.com. And you guys can always follow me on any one of my social handles on Twitter at Locker underscore Report, on Facebook LockerReport.com, and also check out the, the Lock and Talk podcast on Facebook and on Instagram LockerReport. 100 all small caps, and make sure you guys follow me on YouTube at the Locker Talk Podcast, where you see this show, but in more in video. So make sure you guys tune in to all those social handles and where you check out. But most importantly, make sure you guys tune in to Locker. I mean, to the Bachelor News Radio Network dot com. That's where you hear, hear this show anytime at your leisure, seven days a week, 24/7. Make sure you guys go check it out. It's a lot, a lot of stuff on there. Not just my show but a host of other great shows that come on this great platform. Now, well, I hope everyone is safe. I hope everyone is doing fine. There's light at the end of the tunnel for our country getting back to some normalcy. I hope that everyone is okay, and hopefully everyone's uh, family members and loved ones are okay as well as we continue to get through this together collectively as uh, one nation, I would say. <laughs> so I just wanted to get that, good, uh, get that good stuff out there. And first, just to talk about what's going on with today's show now. We know the playing season is over. We know that the league is ready to really start as far as with the, with the I would say, the free agency with the signing. So that's about to jump off, you know, really soon. Um, the competition committee is putting in, you know, listening to um, actually implementing ideas as far as with rules and certain things that they would like to see in the league, you know, so they put a lot of stuff on the table, so to speak, for the lead to actually review and look over. And then by the end of May, that's when they'll make the decisions on whether they're going to keep, um, if they're going to keep some changes they had put in practice last year uh, or listen to what the coaches or the committee put together and suggest for 2021. Everything will come to uh, pretty much to uh, fruition, I would say, at the end of May after the owners meet meetings that they have in spring. And that's when everything will coincide and say, okay, we locked in for 2021 NFL season. So that's what's going on right now as we look at the NFL calendar. And now we're ready to start getting into the evaluation process. So that's a process that's going on right now. Uh, there, there are no workouts as far as combine-wise, but, however, there, the process is going on. Trust me, I know. I've been, <laughs> I'm telling you, uh, being up late nights trying to make sure we get this process going on on this end, you know, to help. I would say with, you know, the influence that uh, Locker uh, Dashboard dot com has can actually be heard uh, with and amongst this big world of the NFL when it comes down to evaluating. But before we get into all that stuff and setting up what's going to happen in 2021, we're still wrapping up what happened in 2020 
in terms of the players from the NFL Regional Combine. Now, this was a, a really big year, as always, for us with the players from the Regional Combine process. As these guys going into this season ended with 84 players from the NFL Regional Combine that were on NFL rosters. So that was a real big, huge, a real big, huge number this year. Now last, now last week we focused on the offensive guys, how the offensive players, how they did in a 2020 season. And it was very productive across the board. Um, one thing I would say about with the offensive players now in terms of the Regional Combine, it's not so much that it's just one person or three people. It's more of a collective group of players now that's really starting to really show how they can have an impact in the NFL on a consistent basis. You know, for the longest time, I would say the punters, the, the special uh, the um, kicking specialists, they were the ones that was holding it down far as, I would say, far as offense-wise, although they pretty much helped the defense out more so than anything. And then all of a sudden you have – you know, your certain players starting to come up. But the main one, Adam Dillon, he was the one that was the uh, the bell cow for the offense. And he was doing that for a number of years as he's been um, – uh, he's a two-time All-Pro. And then that's when you have your offensive linemen. You have your uh, Alawindo, winning the waiver, left tackle for Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, you had your Denzel Goods of the world. You had your Greg uh, Van Rollins, um, the, the guard for the New York Jets, who was with Carolina Panthers for a number of years. And then you have – uh, Isaiah Wilkerson, he's stepping in, you know, up, you know, you know, holding things off. And then you had your Austin Ryder for center, starting center, Super Bowl champion for the Kansas City Chiefs. The, that that front, that offensive line, was the one that was really helped carrying the offensive piece. But last year, that's when you started to really see the Robert Tunyons of the world starting to come out. Then you had your Nick Mullins of the world, one of the um, primary quarterbacks that was doing well. And then last. Yeah, so one player that we did not talk about on the offense side of the ball that is very, going to be very intriguing. And we're talking about pretty much the backup quarterback for the Baltimore, uh, Baltimore Ravens. Now, Tyler Huntley. Now, Tyler, uh, now, Tyler Huntley is going to be a, one of those players to watch out for. Um, I'm not going to come out and say that, yeah, um, Lamar Jackson's um, job in Baltimore is in jeopardy because of Tyler. Now, Tyler, who played high school football against Lamar Jackson in the days when they were in Florida, you know, high school ballers. Um, Lamar Jackson, very familiar with this young man. And while Lamar went to Louisville, Tyler, he had went to Utah. Pac-10 player of the year last year, a really good fundamental quarterback, but he also had wills. This young man can definitely get at the ball on his legs, very athletic. So his skill set mirrors a lot when it comes in, um, comes to Lamar Jackson. Now, last year, Hunt, uh, Huntley was able to get his first plan, I'm afraid the first able, the first probably got, into the, got on the field to play in week 10 against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, that made history for the NFL Regional Combine platform as that was the first time where they had two quarterbacks from the regional combine playing in a single season, um, taking legitimate snaps during the regular season. Now, we know that Nick Mullins was the first quarterback from the platform to really show out for the quarterback's perspective in terms of the regional combine. 
But when Tyler got on the field, when Huntley got on the field, that was the first time he had two players, two quarterbacks from the regional combine platform on the field at the same time. So he helped make history of that. And then he got on the field again in the postseason when Lamar Jackson sustained, it, sustained a concussion. And Huntley and Huntley had to come in at the beginning of the fourth quarter, and he looked pretty decent out on the field. Now, there was you know there were some balls that got away from him. I still believe to this day that a play that could have changed the whole outcome of that matchup. I'm not saying the Ravens would have won, but Hollywood Brown, I mean, Hollywood Brown, it was the pass that Huntley threw and overthrew him by about four yards. But when I watched that play, I recognized that. Hollywood did not run fast, or he did not come up the ball snap. He did not run that route the way he should have ran that route. If he would have ran that route at full speed like he normally did, like he normally does, that would have been an easy touchdown, deep ball, ball that probably went for like 97 yards, and that would have put the Ravens back into the game. Would have changed some of the ways how the Bills probably would approach. But that was that would have been a big play. I really believe that Hollywood did not execute that route, and that was why that pass looked like it was such a pass. It was just a bad pass. And then you had later on that drive where Huntley was ready to throw the ball, the dip on um, the diving, and he dropped the pass right before he was ready to actually march into the end of uh, walk, march into the end zone. Now he did have one defender that he would have gotten by, and he would have gotten by, and that could have been a touchdown. Um, but the Ravens did lose. Tyler did do his thing on the field, did run the ball, had some good passes he threw on the ball, did move him down the field. But if these passes would have been caught, it definitely would have changed the outcome for that game and no telling what kind of conversations we've been having for Huntley. So I'm confident Huntley will continue to be the backup in Baltimore, backing up Lamar Jackson because his skill set matches. You always want to have a backup quarterback that matches the skill set of the starting quarterback. And Baltimore has that, and I'm looking forward to seeing him on the field. But um, if the, the course continues, at least they know they have a quarterback that can throw the ball. Um, Huntley can throw the ball better than Lamar Jackson. Yes, I put it out there. I'm not saying that he's going to take the job or Lamar is in threat, but he's one of those type of players that some team will probably pick him up down the road because Tyler can play in the league. So we saw that last year. You're listening to Locker Talk on the Bachelor News Radio Network where you hear about NFL stars of tomorrow today. Your host, Barry Barnes, founder and CEO of Locker-Port.com. And make sure you guys go and check that out as well because you see more breakdowns and also at the same time, whatever's not mentioned on the show, you guys can always, always go to the site and check it out for yourself. Now, that was pretty much the, the wrap-up of the offensive players. Now, go to the site. You'll see there's more players who I did not discuss that I will talk about in the show, but I'll leave that for the written content part. Make sure you guys check that out. Now I'm going to jump right into the defensive players. Now the defense, out of the 84 players from the NFL Regional Combine platform, there were 48 defensive players that were suited up for, I mean, from the Regional Combine platform. 48, so that was pretty strong. And as, of course, you know, the defense always pretty much led the way for the platform as far as in terms of success and opportunities in the NFL. So that was something to, I would say, somewhat to be expected and not surprised by. But there was one thing that I would say that was really great about the 2020 season, and it's, it's always wrapped up about um, being persistent, being humble, being patient for the opportunity. 
And when you think about the 2020 NFL season in regards to the NFL Regional Combine, this was the year for, uh, for Terrell Adams. Now, Terrell Adams, linebacker for the Kansas City, for the Houston Texans. Now, Adams been around the NFL, bounced around several teams ever since he came through the process of the NFL Regional Combine. He was with the Seattle Seahawks. He was with the Chiefs. He was with the Colts. But he finally got his opportunity when he became a member of the Houston Texans. Now, with the Houston Texans, that made it so fantastic was that last year, I mean, in 2015, he played the last two games and pretty much had double-digit tackles in those games, in both of those games. Now, okay, that was the finale, regular season. The Houston Texans already had secured the spot in the playoffs. Didn't get a lot of playing time in the postseason. But coming into the 2020 season, after seeing the way how he finished the 2019 season, that's when the Texans recognized, okay, we may have someone here. Now, they did have a player, um, McKinney, who did go down to an injury, which opened the door for Adams, but it was a door they was eventually going to allow Adams to walk through. Now, in his first full season as an active NFL player, he had 12 starts, the most he ever had in his career, obviously. But what he did was he set a record for tackles for the platform as he accumulated 125 tackles. That was the most by any NFL regional combine player has ever had in the NFL. The first record was set in 2017 when uh, Jotavius Brown, who then was with the Los Angeles Chargers, who had recently retired last year, he set the record in 97. 2019, Washington football team's Cole Holcomb, he set the record with 105. And then Adams just blew it out the box this year with 125 tackles, and 76 of those were solos. So this young man clearly know how to tackle, fundamentally sound, really laid it out there for the Houston Texans. He participated in 812 snaps, 73% of the defensive input output, and he played on 122 special team snaps. So this young man, he was all over the field, age of 28, still not late, I'm looking for a big deal for him to sign. He showed that he could play in this league. He showed that he could be a very, very strong asset with the Houston Texans, knowing that J.J. Watt is no longer there. I'm looking out for this, looking to see this young man do some great things in 2021. Speaking of which, we're going to take a quick pause. We're going to come back, get right back into the defensive players, a lot of defensive players to talk about. So one particular player who I continue to be high on, who I think is going to have a Pro Bowl. I thought for sure it was going to, this was going to be his Pro Bowl season this year, but he didn't get um, uh, voted for it. I know it was condensed a little bit because of the COVID-19 without having a game, but we're going to talk about that young man when he get there and come back and some other players. You listen to Locker Talk on the Bachelor News Radio Network. Recovery Month has become widely recognized and does an outstanding job of celebrating recovery, increasing awareness, and acknowledging the amazing work of providers, advocates, people in recovery, and their families. I believe our work together is helping many Americans better understand, seek out, attain, and sustain recovery. What began as a small and very good idea has grown into a national, mainstream, sustained, and systematic public education and support effort, all focused on the message that people recover. Getting the message of recovery right is critical because people take action based on what they hear and see and, most importantly, what they experience. 
Experience shapes our knowledge, our values, our attitudes, our beliefs, and our action. Of those who recognized their need for treatment but didn't receive care, the number one reason was no health coverage and could not afford the cost. No one in need should be denied the opportunity for treatment and recovery in our country. Welcome back to the Locker Talk on the Bachelor News Radio Network, where you hear about NFL stars of today. I'm here about NFL stars of tomorrow today. I'm your host, Barry Barnes, founder and CEO of Locker-Report.com. And make sure you guys always, always tune in to the Bachelor News Radio Network, where you hear great programming, great programming like the Bachelor News Radio Show, where they discuss topics of sports, politics, and other topics from social, economical, racial standpoint. Listen on Monday and Thursdays from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. We're from our very own owner and host, L.A. Bachelor. So make sure you guys tune in and make sure you check them out on the Bachelor News Radio Network where you hear about all this great content at your leisure, 24 24 hours a day, some great, great stuff. So make sure you guys tune in and check it out now. As we were talking about, we were talking about the defensive players from the NFL Regional Combine platform, and there was some great stuff that happened um, last year. And we did talk about one of the players before we had, had a quick pause when we were talking about um, Terrell Adams, linebacker for the, um, for the Houston Texans. And I'll tell you, a great breakout year. He finally got his chance to really show what he can do in the NFL, and I think that it's just the beginning for his career. He's still in this prime at the age of 28. He still have a lot of football left in him, and I think this was that moment that he, he's been waiting for for the longest time because, hey, like I said, he bounced around with several teams, finally got that opportunity to do what he was able to do on the field to show what he was able to accomplish in the league. So now he's finally at the forefront. forefront. He's not going to be a surprise no more, and I'm looking for a real big payday for him really soon. Now, getting back to the process of some players. Now, before we have went to a pause, I talked about this one player who I'm really high on, who I really believe is a Pro Bowl caliber player, and he showed that last year he did not get the nod for a Pro Bowler. But 2021, make no mistake about it, Kenny Moore II, cornerback for the Indianapolis Colts. This young man, I'm telling you, he is – I mean, he's not only just the best slot corner in the league. I mean, he's legit, you know, but there's a lot of good corners, a lot of defensive backs that he definitely had to go up against, especially in the AFC, you know, so we're aware of that. But his name is definitely up there. I really believe that next, next year it would definitely be his Pro Bowl season. Now, this year was a career high for him all across the board. This year he finished with 80 tackles, the most he ever had in his career. He had four interceptions, the most that he had in his season for his career. He also had his first first pick six of his career from those four interceptions that he had. I mean, and also on special teams, he had played and participated in 68 um, 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 snaps in the special teams, but when it comes down to him being on the defense side of the ball, he participated in over 600 snaps on the defense side. Kenny Moore is one of those type of players that has great anticipation. He knows how to get to his spots, fundamentally sound in his tackling, know how to get pressure on the quarterback. As he had got another sack this season, you know, he really filled the stat sheet for defensive backs in the NFL. And he great he gives also solid, solid run support with 
all his tackles that he had, out of the 80 tackles he had, 68 of those were solos. So it really shows how fundamentally sound he is, how great of a skilled tackler he is in open field. You know, being a, a cornerback, you pretty much a lot of times the last defense for a team to stop, to stop a team from scoring, and he has shown that he can be that plug that helps stop offenses for putting points on the board against the Indianapolis Colts. So Kenny Moore the second, fantastic season. I know he fell a little short on the Pro Bowls the next this year, but next year I think it's going to be a year that he finally get that opportunity to get his name called to be amongst the, uh, the elite of the NFL. Now, Cole Holcomb, we talked about him. We mentioned him briefly when we talked about Terrell Adams when he had set the record in the season for tackles from, the, from players who ventured through the NFL Regional Combine. His rookie season in 2015 had 105 tackles. This year, he finished with 72 tackles. Now, he was banged up for a couple of games that he did not play, but it still finished strong with 72 tackles and had two and a half sacks this season. Of those 72 tackles, he did have six stops for losses. That's pretty big for a linebacker as he's shown that he can get penetration, can get behind the backfield, and know how to wrap up those ball carriers when need. So he definitely has shown that. Now, out of this season, like I said, he missed some games, banged up, but he did accumulate 10 starts. He participated in 555 snaps, so that was 50, uh, 53% of the defensive output for, from the Washington football team this year. And he did participate in 25 special teams snaps this year as well. So he definitely showed that he's across the board very, very reliable for this Washington football team. In the postseason, first time playing in the playoffs, they went up against the eventual Super Bowl champion, Timmy Bay Buccaneers. In this matchup, he finished strong with seven tackles in this matchup. So the Washington football team is one of those teams that they showed last year that with all their number one picks, all their top first-round picks, um, even some of their second-round picks, it's starting on the defense side of the ball, it's starting to come together. This is going to be a defensive front that's going to, be, that's going to need to be respected from several years down the road, especially going to 2021 when, most of, when all of them are still coming back. To know that Cole Holcomb, who was the fifth-round draft pick, coming from the NFL Regional Combine platform, knowing that he's a part of something that is building in Washington on the defense side of the ball that is really, really great for the platform for him and for the Washington football team. So continue to keep your eyes. That player there, number 55 for the Washington football team. Now, Nick Needham, Nick Needham-Ham, another defensive back, cornerback for the Miami Dolphins. He's had a solid rookie year in 2019, backed it up in 2020, didn't have as many starts. He had 11 starts in his rookie season. This year, he started six games uh, with a lot of their players coming back. I mean, Xavier Howard, you know, one of the top defensive cornerbacks, and I mean, defensive players in the league, the defensive players in the league, he's paired with him and those guys down there. So their core group of the secondary is very stout. And to know that Nick is a part of that, something great in Miami, that is something to be um, to give praise to. Out of, his, um, out of all the games he played, in 617 snaps, playing 60% of the defensive snaps for that team, like I said, with some good defensive backs already on that team, he finished with 58 tackles, which is really strong. And on special teams, 
he wrapped up with um, 12 snaps on special teams. Now, he did get a sack again this year. He got his first sack in his rookie year when he blasted Sam Donald. And this year he got his hands on Kyler Murray in week 10. I mean, my fault, he got his hands on Justin Hubert in week 10 when they faced the Los Angeles um, a Los Angeles Chargers. Now, Justin Hubert was on tail end with several sacks from players from the regional combine. We'll get to that later on the show. But he did get his hands on him in week 10, following up with another sack for the 2020 season. So number 40, Nick Needham, he's one of those players to definitely look out for and watch out because I'm telling you, this Miami Dolphins team is pretty much a good quarterback perform, a good quarterback play and being a, a threat of getting to the postseason, being a postseason threat in the AFC. So watch out for this squad. This squad is definitely coming, and Nick is definitely a part of that. Also, his teammate, Crochet, uh, um, Kumar Crochet Hill, he finished the season with 28 tackles. He was banged up for a good portion of the season, but he is a Super Bowl winner um, coming from the Philadelphia Eagles uh, when the Eagles had uh, beat the Patriots in uh, Super Bowl 52. So he did have a ring. Banged up a little bit, brought in for his leadership skills when he was with the Philadelphia Eagles. He was a captain for two seasons. Looking forward to seeing what he's going to continue to do down in Miami if they bring him back. He did sign a one-year one year deal with them last year. It's going to be interesting to see how he's going to move forward with the Miami Dolphins. He's still going to be in the league. He's still a caliber, highly caliber NFL player. But let's see if he still will be when, you know, that teal and white and for the Miami Dolphins. Now, F.A. Obata. One of the foreign-born players from the NFL, um, NFL who came through the international um, players' pathway program that NFL football operations put together a couple of years ago. Now, due to COVID, they have not been able to. And this year, be the second year in a row, they need a chance to have these foreign-born players, players who are really skilled in other sports, but have interests from the NFL, but they have to convert them over to get them used to playing. American style football and F.A. was one of those players who was able to translate his skill set to play in the NFL, been in the league for a couple of years, all with the Carolina Panthers. Last year, the 2020 um, season was a solid year for him. He really showed what he was able to do in 2019, showcased it in big in 2020. He finished with 18 tackles, but out of those 18 tackles, 10 of them were solos, but Within those numbers, he had five and a half sacks. So this young man can get to the quarterback. He participated in 419 snaps, clearly career high, just like his sacks total, career high, really showcase, really showcase what he's able to do in the NFL. So continue to watch out for F.A. Obata for uh, the Carolina Panthers, number 94. Now, we're going to get into a pair of rookies. This year, Mike Dana. From Michigan now. Last year, there was no workouts for the regional, but these guys had their name on the listing. All the teams in the league were able to get their names on the list that was provided through NFL football operations. Mike Dana got picked and got drafted by the Kansas City Chiefs in the fifth round. This year, he had one start, but he finished the season with 25 tackles, and out of those tackles, he had two point, I mean, he had two and a half sacks, and one of those sacks came against Justin Hubert for the Los Angeles Chargers. So that's how he got his first NFL sack, and he just went off from there. He participated in 334 snaps and participated in 43 snaps, uh, special team snaps for the Chiefs. Now, 
the, the I would say out of the defensive rookies, quietly that had the best season was actually Mr. Irrelevant, the last pick of the 2020 NFL um, draft. Talking about Tay Crowler. Tay Crowler was drafted by the New York Giants, the last player selected in 2020 um, NFL draft. He had six starts. Now we know the, the Giants was banged up, but banged up players create opportunities for other players. So he came in, six starts off the bat, really showed that he was really going to be a good pair for Menendez, for, Menendez, for, Men, for Blake Mendez, their starting linebacker for the Giants. Tay finished with 57 tackles, also had his sack, first career sack this season. He also scored his first NFL touchdown, came against the Washington football team on a punt that was blocked. And he was a scooping score, and he took it for about like almost about 45 yards down the field. So he got his taste of touchdown success in the NFL, really showed a solid, solid breakout season for a rookie coming through the NFL regional combine process. Now, looking more for Tay, the game is starting to come to him slowly, working out with Blake, seeing that they're communicating very well on the field how he's able to get pressure on the quarterback. He has to understand and control his speed. When he understands his speed, because he's very quick, he's a hybrid. When he understands his speed and understands the speed of the game, I'm telling you, there's going to be a star in, in um, New York. And I'm talking about number 48 in Ty Crowler for the New York Giants. Thank you folks for tuning in to the Locker Talk on the Bachelor News Radio Network where you hear about NFL stars of tomorrow today. I'm your host, Barry Barnes, founder and CEO of Locker-Report.com. And make sure you guys follow me on all of my social handles, on Twitter at Locker underscore report, on Instagram, Lock Report 100, all small caps, on Facebook, LockReport.com, and also check out the Locker Talk podcast on Facebook, and make sure you guys subscribe to the YouTube channel of Locker Talk podcast, where you guys can see this show on video, but most importantly, make sure you guys tune in to the Bachelor News Radio Network.com, where you listen to all these great shows and all these great programming. You guys will not be disappointed. Everyone stay blessed. Be safe out there. Talk to you guys soon.